0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of What's Poppin' with Zach. Um, so yes, we're back in business after the finale for Season 1. I needed a bit of a break just to kind of like simmer down and, you know, kind of get myself prepared for recording 10 new episodes and... Also, just to kind of give myself some time to relax without putting myself on a schedule for anything. Um, but anyway, so, not, honestly, not that much has happened since last time. I mean, I know the last time I actually, like, got into a topic and spoke about stuff was episode 9 of last season because episode 10 was really just me talking about me and not really focusing on any events. but um I figured I would just like jump right into it. It's Friday morning. it's about four thirty. Um so today is actually now that i I think it got announced after I finished. No. Honestly, I can't remember. Um, but the 1975 started doing listening parties for their albums in the lead up to the release of their fourth album, you Notes know, on a Conditional Form, which is a week from today. So, every Friday at 2 p.m., for my time at least, um, Since the beginning of May, they've been doing their albums. Today is A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships, their third album. I got my shirt on that I bought not that long ago that ties into this album. It's actually... I guess this shirt could be considered, like... I don't want to say rare, but, like, special, I guess. Because, so, for... A brief inquiry, eh, for a brief inquiry into online relationships and notes on a conditional form, the 1975 kind of classifies both these albums as under one era, titled the Music for Cars era, and originally, it was supposed to just be from 2018 to 2019, like the albums were supposed to come out within months of each other, like. A brief inquiry came out in November 2018 and notes on a conditional form was supposed to come out summer 2019 because they wanted to, because I remember seeing in an interview uh Maddie Healy the lead singer said that he wanted to have it ready for he wanted to have the album ready for I think Reading and Leeds the music festival over in the UK so but now that's not the case, obviously, because now the album is coming out close kinda close to two years later. It's like a month it's like a year and a half later. But this shirt that I have it still says Music for Cars twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. Which I mean you can't re- like you can't really predict that there's gonna be delays when it comes to an album. Like it just kinda happened naturally. Because, like, the the album was always going to have... Notes on a Conditional Form was always going to have 22 songs. They, like, ever since the album was first announced, it always had 22 songs. But I think the band just kind of... They had to go through a process of trying to figure out which 22 they were going to have, like, definitively on the album. And... I mean, just by looking at the track list, it looks interesting enough. So I'm excited to hear the rest of the songs, because eight of them have already been released as singles. With the most recent one coming out yesterday, which was the last song on the album, titled Guys, which is just a song... It's it's mainly just Maddie Healy's tribute to the band itself and, like, their friendship for the past 18 years. Um, but it, it, he also said in an interview that it could just... In general, it's just a really nice, like, friendship song. Like, it, it doesn't have to just be about him and his relationship with his band. It could be about your relationship with any of your friends, so... I have not listened to it, only because I want to wait to hear it in the context of the rest of the album. Because just from what I've seen from reactions on uh, Reddit and Twitter and Instagram, it's a very sad song. It's Some people have said it's one of their saddest songs yet. So I'd rather wait to hear it with the album. And also, uh, last week... So the 8th of May when they did the listening party for their second album, I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. Um so so far each each week either before or after the listening party, they've added old pieces of merch and slightly updated pieces of merch to their store that correlates to the album. Um, So, back when they did the first album, their self-titled album, they added, like, um, a t-shirt with the album logo on it. They added um, a t-shirt for the single Robbers, like, stuff like that. So, anyway, on the 8th, like, 15 minutes, I think, before the listening party started, they put up the merch and included in that was their box necklace, which is literally just a necklace. And then at the end, the pendant on it is the their box logo that they've been using ever since the beginning of their of them being a band or calling themselves the 1975. You know I bought that as soon as it went up on the store. Actually, no, it was like an hour before the listening party. Cause I was sitting downstairs and like, I knew it was coming. Like I knew it was going to be added to the merch store that day because their manager had tweeted about it. And I was just like, okay, I have to be ready. So I was downstairs. I was with my grandmom. I was waiting and I literally just, it was like, it was one o'clock. It was, it was like a few minutes after one o'clock. And I was just like, let me just check the merch store. See if anything is updated yet. I go into it literally as the top thing, the the top item on the merch store was the necklace, so I literally was just like, "Oh, I was just like, Grandmom, it's out, <laughs> it's on the store," and she's like, "All right, hold on, hold on." She gave me her card, I put all the information in, and I ordered it, and I had it. It should be here sometime by like the beginning of either the very end of... It's either going to be here the very end of May or, like, the very beginning of June. Because it said it ships in four to five weeks. So I'm just kind of waiting for when it's going to get here. I know I, I pre-ordered the Notes on a Conditional Form album bundle, which comes with the vinyl, cassette, CD, and a t-shirt. And I'm waiting to see if that's gonna come, like, within the first few days of the album being out, or maybe, like, a week from the album being out, I'm not sure yet, um, because I, I didn't notice, um, for whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason, the reason being coronavirus, um, the, the orders through their main, store like the band's main merch store when it comes to like album stuff like the shipping and all for that was slightly more delayed. I didn't realize that there was a specific like uh website that they had up to kind of get everything out as fast as possible. So I ordered the album bundle through their um through their like normal merch store. I had no idea about a different store being, you know, up For like this situation. So I don't know when it's going to get here. I'm just hoping for the best. And I'm just praying to God that it does get here sooner rather than later. Because I mean obviously I'm going to listen to the album the day it comes out. Like I'm not just going to like. Especially because they're doing a listening party for it. And I don't know maybe they'll add like new merch. To go along with the listening party and the release. I wouldn't be surprised. They've been adding a shit ton of merch to their store in the build up to this album. So I'm just ex- I'm I'm sure that they have a bunch of un like unseen designs ready to go up on the store when the album comes out. There actually is something on their merch store right now that I want to buy. It's um mainly mainly I want to buy it because it it would be something nice to have for the summertime. It's it's a tank top with the neon notes on a conditional form uh kind of abbreviation on the front of it. Honestly, if if I get the chance, I'm going to buy that. I don't know how long all the listening party merch stuff is going to be up because it did say when it, it uh when it all got added like I know, Maddie Healy tweeted when the first album, uh, Listening Party merch got added. He said that at least one of the shirts was limited time. He said the robbers shirt was limited time, but I know it's still up because I check it. Ooh. I literally check their merch store every day because I want to go. Because th- I always want to go through and see if there's anything that I would want to get at some point down the line, and hope to God it's still there by that point. But um I don't know, right now I'm just kind of I honestly I I kind of want to see what they add uh today. It'd be kind of funny if they added the shirt that I'm wearing right now. The be- the the best way I could describe the shirt is that it has an image kind of like on like on the stomach part, like where my stomach is, there's an image of a little girl with a VR headset and then it says above it, Modernity Has Failed Us, which is a line from their song Love It If We Made It. Um and then the the rest of the shirt is just like white with like black text, like det like with stuff from like their album, like the marketing that they did for it, like some of the phrases that they had, like First disobey, then look at your phones. Which, I don't quite know what that means, but, you know, what, the 1975 are geniuses, so I'm not going to blame them when they put something that I don't understand. But also, on the topic of the 1975 being geniuses, I am of the opinion, and I think, I know that not only do a lot of fans agree with me, but also... Maddie Healy himself agrees with me when I say that the 1975 are the most important band of the past 10 years. Because if you really think about it, there I cannot think of another band that has made music not only for for young people to relate to and to like really feel a lot when listening to but also they have made music that just really speaks to an entire generation and can be perceived in a multitude of different ways it's like you like I literally can't think of another band that has like Like, not only is their music relatable, but they also have a message that is for everyone. And, I I guess that's mainly um, to do with the fact that, because you look at, like, obviously they, like, they still love, like, the band still loves playing their older stuff, but I... I think that they really like got an appreciation for like having a message in their music when they were uh, making a brief inquiry into online relationships because Maddie Healy was like coming out of rehab for a heroin addiction. So like he had like a whole, you have to imagine like going through rehab after like a serious hard drug addiction, that must give you a whole new outlook on life it's, you, like, I, have I have, on like, I've honestly, like, seen people, like, completely destroyed by drugs, and then go to rehab and come out just a completely different person, like, they are, like, you just see every, every part of them is, like, completely positive, they, like, they just look and, like, seem to feel so much better about themselves and about the world around them. It's honestly amazing that something as small as just, like, going somewhere and, like, doing, like, therapy or just talking to people or just, like, kind of, like, isolating yourself or whatever. It's, like, it's amazing that stuff like that does so much for a person. Like, I never, I never would have thought, like... If you had told me that the way that people get off of hard drugs was just by talking to someone or by isolating themselves, I would have I I would have swore on everything in this world that it has to be way more complicated than that if we are talking about hard pretty much fatal drugs like heroin, meth, cocaine, Stuff like that, it's just... To me, like... I guess when I was younger, I I would think, like, going to rehab meant, like... Constantly taking medications to try to, like... I I don't know. uh, Like, just eating the healthiest foods possible. Just constantly having someone watching over you, checking up on you. And just, like, overall, like... I... I guess I'm saying I thought it would have been a, a lot less of a personal process and more of, like, a scientific one, I guess. I don't know. Or more of a medical, I guess, is the right term. But it just, it blows my mind that that's, like, that something like that is possible. Like, I I mean, listen, I'm, I'm like, 100%, I can say this confidently, I'm 100% never going to be a person to get addicted to hard drugs, just because I've seen what it what it does to friends, to family members, and I just, I don't want to end up like that, I don't want to, like, completely fuck myself over for the rest of my life, so... I know, like, I know what I can do without, like, indulging in anything farther, so I, I'm good, but, um, anyway... There is, there actually is stuff I wanted to talk about this episode. I just I just wanted to get some stuff about the 1975 out of the way because I didn't want to I don't know. I guess I just wanted to talk about it because I don't know if you could tell, but the 1975 is my favorite band. But anyway. Um so recently I have been getting I guess I don't know in I guess the best way to word this is, in light of recent events, I have just been trying to like, kind of just be myself again, because for the longest uh, time now, I have not been myself, I've been like a complete mess, and I still am, there, you know, some some shit literally just happened a few hours ago, so I'm like not quite okay while recording this, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm doing this as a distraction, and I'm doing this because, like, I'm not doing this because I know I have to have, I, I know I have to have this episode out by tomorrow, but I, like, I'm just, I'm doing this because I enjoy doing this, and it's a distraction from, you know, a lot of bad shit in my life, so, anyway. I've I've been trying to recently, like, really try to get, like, some some fun things back into my life. Like, I've been trying to really get, I guess, my, kind of, like, get most of my nerdy side back. Because, I guess in recent years, like, I've, and I'm talking about, like, the past, like, two, three years, I haven't, like, really been the same person that I like have always wanted to be like and when I when I say that I don't mean like I like I don't want to change as a person I do it's just when I say that I mean in terms of the stuff that I like in terms of the stuff that I like enjoy to do and like the things that I like to watch and read and play and stuff like that so recently I've been getting into Star Wars a lot more because that, like, I never want to in my life lose, like, a connection to Star Wars because Star Wars was such a huge part of my childhood and it's, like, I want to keep it a huge part of my life just because of how much it, like, how much happiness and how much joy it's brought me. And, I mean, just recently, on May the 4th, Star Wars Day, the um, the last episode of, the, the official last episode of The Clone Wars aired. I, I'm not even joking when I tell you, Sunday, May 3rd, that night, going into May 4th, I I, I had only watched about two episodes of Season 7 of The Clone Wars. I When I tell you, I binge-watched all the way through Episodes 3 to 12. I think there's 12 of it. I can't remember. But I watched all the way from Episode 3 all the way up to the last episode. Literally, the last episode came out while I was in... Like, it was put onto Disney Plus in the middle of me watching everything. So by the time I got to it, it was already out. Oh my god. God, it was. That is. That was one of the best endings to a piece of Star Wars media I have ever seen in my entire life. Listen, I'll be honest. I. I. Sl- I kind of watched Clone Wars when it was like. When it was like on TV. And like the original, like six seasons were like airing. But like. I never got into it. Mainly because I always just. I guess when I was little, I was always just like, oh, the Star Wars movies exist, so those must be the only things that actually happened. Like, I didn't take into consideration the fact that, like, I guess I just didn't know what the word canon meant, like, I didn't know phrases like that, I didn't understand stuff like that yet, but now that I do, now that I understand stuff like that a lot better, I finally, like got back into, like, I finally sat down, and I was just like, all right, I'm gonna watch season seven, I'll be honest, I haven't seen that much of the first six seasons, I've, I watched the, um, bef uh, I, I was just bored, like, one night, so I decided to watch the, uh, arc from, I forget what season, but it's the mark where Darth Maul returns, like, yeah. You know, Savage, his brother, Savage Opress, goes looking for him and finds him on a junkyard planet with, like, mangled spider legs after getting sliced in half by Obi-Wan in The Phantom Menace. And I watched that, and it was really good. Like, I was, like, that's kind of what got me a bit more excited to, like, to, like, watch through all of the final season of Clone Wars. When I tell you like, the last few minutes of the final episode are some of the best, it's some of the best storytelling ever, it, like, I would say visual storytelling, but, like, it's, it's just best, some of the best storytelling, period, like, you don't, no need to add a preface to storytelling, it's, like, just watching, like, and also just, like, it lining up with, Revenge of the Sith, like, so perfectly, like, I've seen so many videos now of people lining up the events that happened both on Clone Wars Season 7 and in Revenge of the Sith, like, the Jedi, like, the tiny Jedi Council meeting where Mace Windu is like, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi, the dark side of the Force is stronger than ever, like, they show that, they show that meeting with Mace Windu, um, Yoda, and Ki-Adi-Moon, and then in the movie, the scene cuts away after they're done their their conversation. But in Clone Wars, it keeps going when Ahsoka enters the conversation, looking to to talk to Anakin or Obi-Wan about about stuff that she's heard because it ta- because that argument takes place in the show's timeline as part of the Siege of Mandalore arc, which is where Darth Maul was hiding out in Mandalore with rogue Mandalorians, and Bo-Katan needed Ahsoka's help to get him out. So her, so Ahsoka, Captain Rex, and a part of the 501st Legion of Clone Troopers head into Mandalore, and they find out that Maul wanted... Obi Wan and Anakin here because Maul knows about the Emperor grooming Anakin to become his new apprentice, and he wanted to kill Anakin so that none of, none of the events from Revenge of the Sith onward would have to happen. But it doesn't go like that; it all goes to hell. Ahsoka and Darth Maul have one of the best lightsaber fights I've ever seen, which I should mention was not done with normal animation; it was done with CGI, which I literally said while watching that episode, which I think is episode 11, or, no, it's episode 10, The Phantom Apprentice, as that fight started, I literally said to myself, I was like, that looks like CGI, that looks like it was done motion capture, not just normal, like, animation, it was, it looks, and then I watched a a behind-the-scenes video, or whatever about it, and it was, it was mo-capture, motion capture, and they got the original Darth Maul actor, Ray Park, to come back and do the performance. And they actually said they had to kind of slow down his movements because he moved so fast. Because he's just so used to moving that fast while in a lightsaber duel because of him doing it in The Phantom Menace. How many words did I just fit into like a solid two minutes? I have no idea. I, I just said so much. That most most of you listening probably do not understand what the fuck I'm talking about, but it's fine. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm getting back into Star Wars. Um, something I probably should do because I have it. I should probably read the the novel Star Wars Thrawn, which is about Grand Admiral Thrawn. I think it is, who. I I've watched I watched a YouTube video the other night. It was it was a, it was an almost hour long video about the Canon Star Wars timeline, and I, I, I kind of have like a tiny bit of better understanding of who Thrawn is, but I want to read the book to understand it more. And I I'm also going to watch Star Wars Rebels, but I'm not going to watch Star Wars Rebels until after I'm. Um, I'm going to go through and watch all nine main Skywalker saga episodes of Star Wars. Like, episodes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. With my grandmom. Starting today. Um, Kind of later in the day. But I, I hope to God I can make it to the end. Because here's the thing. So, I was trying to sleep earlier I went to I like I like got in bed fully and was like ready to go to sleep at like midnight no I think it was like 11 I was I was ready to go to sleep at like 11 maybe eleven thirty. and I, I fell asleep for like an hour and a half and I woke up at one then I went back to bed and I woke up at like two thirty. so I've gotten like four hours of sleep total I think and it, it has nothing to do with, like, me, like, just not being able to... Well, it, it, it is me not being able to sleep just because of everything that's happened. But, I mean, that that's par for the course. I'm, why... See, my thing is, why can't our bodies, like, doing it so much... Why can't our bodies just get used to living off of no sleep for, like, a certain amount of time? The amount of time I've... I've gone like a whole like 36 hours without sleep. Like, I don't know why my body's just not used to it. Like, my family's always like, oh, you better be careful, like, staying up and like trying to like stay up for so long and for however many days because you might start to hallucinate or like see things or whatever. I'm just, like, I just, I recently learned that the. The longest someone has gone without sleeping was, like, 70-something days. And they, I think they broadcasted it on, it was, like, a telethon. And he went, like, super, super long without sleep. And they, like, they literally caught on camera, like, him, like, having delusions of grandeur and, like, going just absolutely nuts. But, I'm just, like, that dude, like, went for so long. And saw stuff. Like, I feel like... If I stay up for, like, two days, I'll be fine. I don't know. Maybe I need coffee. I... I have not had caffeine in the longest time. Let me tell you. I... Ever since I stopped drinking soda... I literally have not had one bit of caffeine in my entire body. Which... I'm... I mean, I'm probably gonna, like... Once, like when summer comes and like i start to like go like listen all right real quick before before i say about summer i need to get something out of the way because what what i what i was about to say about summer wasn't it wasn't going to make make sense or you would probably be like exactly why would you do that um so i need to give a bit of context real quick so, I follow this page on Twitter called 2020 predictions. Um I started following them last year when they were doing predictions for 2019. But basically, it's literally just a page run by a, a guy who's like probably around my age, honestly. Like I'm I like and He literally just, like, tweets out, like, predictions about world stuff or celebrity stuff or this and that. And so, a lot of his predictions have come true. Like, he predicted uh, Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, getting coronavirus. He predicted the Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj collaboration He predicted the Ariana Grande and Doja Cat compilation. I'm just giving you recent ones, and ones that would be, like, the most popular as of now. Just to kind of give you a gist of the stuff that he's gotten right. He's gotten a lot more right, trust me. I've, since I've been following his page, the the kind of stuff he has gotten right, I was surprised. I was, like, genuinely shocked by. So. uh, Oh. like, a month or two ago, and also just recently, he tweeted some stuff, some predictions regarding coronavirus and the effect it will have on summer. So, I think the tweet from, like, a few, like, however many months ago, he said, like, coronavirus, like, the coronavirus, like, it's already hit its peak, and it's gonna, like, it's gonna start to flatten, and we will be, like, We will still have a summer. And then. Just recently. he, He tweeted out saying. I guess. Just that. Now that we have a bit more information. It's like. This is kind of like an easier prediction to make. He said. We will be like allowed outside during the summer. And like. We'll get to go out and do whatever. But there will still be like. Restrictions on like. What we can and can't do. Like when it comes to like social distancing and stuff. So, with that in mind and with the fact that he has gotten quite a bit of stuff correct, I I'm I'm willing to bet that that's true. So, with that being said and with that out of the way with that with that pretext, with that context now in place, let me get back to what I was going to say. So, during the summer, when I'm outside, and just, you know, like, you know, go, uh, going swimming in my pool, hanging out with friends, doing whatever, I probably will start drinking soda again, just as a way to, like, just because, like, I've put in, like, so much work recently with my body, And just, like, keeping myself healthy. And I just kind of want to, like, for summer, I just, like, I'm still going to, like, keep up, like, keeping my body in shape and stuff like that. But I also kind of want, like, a bit of a break. I want to be able to, like, I mean, I only just now started eating, like, candies and, like, junk foods again and stuff. So I just kind of want to, like, give myself a bit more freedom with what I can have. So I'm most likely, like, when I start going outside and go swimming and all that. I'm going to start drinking soda again just because, you know, I just want to have some fun. But anyway, um, shit, I'm going to be honest, as I was saying that, I literally, like as I was about to say, I don't know if you could tell, I kind of paused at the beginning. I forgot why I brought up the whole predictions thing for summer. Until I was about to say, uh, until I, the words literally were coming out of my mouth. I forgot why I mentioned all that. But anyway, so. Oh yeah, I said it because of staying up, because of making it to later today to watch Star Wars with my grandma. Okay, back on track. So, (laughs) I, I'm a, I really am just like, I can't focus on a lot of things. See, this is why I think I have ADHD. Now, I get that like Listen, I understand that ADHD isn't something you can like self-diagnose, but like I've looked up this I've looked up like the symptoms of ADHD and like the things a person will like do or like the little like like whatever, like stuff that like you commonly associate with people that have ADHD. And I just... I feel like I can say that I have it. But at the same time, apparently I'm not allowed to do that. But at the same time, I can confidently say that I have both anxiety and depression. But yet... To be honest, I... There's a lot of qualities about depression I don't, like, exhibit. But I can still confidently say that I have it. Just because... I... Like, I've done... Like, I've done enough... I've I've witnessed depression firsthand and I've done my own research on it and I've like dug like... I've like dug into that hole before and like even though I don't have literally every bit of like what you would define as someone having depression I can still say I have it. Anxiety, that's a no-brainer. I've... like I've had anxiety for a... I think ever since like I think my anxiety like really like kicked itself into gear like when I became a teenager because I definitely had it before it just wasn't as bad because I don't know why I don't know if it was a mix of just like going through puberty and like starting to go to middle school and then high school that I guess it just kind of like ramped up but anyway again getting off track so Back to, anyway, yeah, I'm getting more into Star Wars. Also, recently, I've started, finally, getting into Harry Potter. And I know, some of you are probably like, Zach, how have you not seen these movies already? How have you not, like, how have you not gotten into the the magical wizarding world of Hogwarts already? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'll be honest. I saw. I've seen two. I I saw two of the movies before I started doing this. Like before I started going back and watching all eight of them. I saw Goblet of Goblet of Fire when I was super young. And then I saw Deathly Hallows Part Two when it came out in theaters. Only problem is, I can't remember anything from either of them. When like when I went to go when I went when I watched them like I'm pretty sure when I went to see Deathly Hollows part two I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in theaters or I just like or I just like I was not paying attention at all I was like looking down just fiddling like I was messing around with my fingers or whatever I don't know I was fucking around or I was asleep or whatever because I don't remember a goddamn thing from watching that movie in theaters when it comes to Goblet of Fire I remember watching the first like 15 minutes when I watched like from when I did watch it. Other than that, don't remember a thing. I'm convinced I turned the movie off halfway through. So anyway. See, the thing is, I've never had anything against Harry Potter. It's just I never, like, found the time to watch it. Which is weird, because I found the time to watch a lot of other stuff. I found the time to watch a good portion of Doctor Who episodes, but yet not Harry Potter. Don't ask me why. Don't I? I don't know how that makes sense. I found the time to read a bunch of books, but I still never found the time to watch Harry Potter until now. But still, I've, seen, I've, now, I've watched Sorcerer's Stone, I've watched Chamber of Secrets. To be honest, when I finish recording this, I'm probably going to go watch Prisoner of Azkaban. I've already cried watching the first two, so I'm, I'm ready to keep crying through the other six. Um, will I read the books at some point? Yeah, I will. Um, when? I don't know. I've got a lot of. I've got. I'm. I've got a lot of stuff coming up. So, for right now, watching the movies is all that's on the table. Getting and reading the books is not really in my wheelhouse. As in the in the moment, I still have to get through Fight Club. I'll be honest. I haven't. I haven't read that in like two two three weeks. I should probably. And I haven't been watching shameless or 112263 my whole like schedule that i had going kind of fell apart recently so i need to kind of get back on track with some stuff um yeah um outside of that outside of harry potter and star wars probably my next step is going to be reading through a majority of the comics that i have and when i say a majority i mean like 5 of them because th- I have some big ass comic books. Uh, I, some of them are like compilations. Like I have a compilation of old 60s Spider Man comics, um, which I've read one issue of. I've read through one of the issues, and that. See now, I did that because I, I was getting I was getting tired of seeing the argument that Tobey Maguire's portrayal of Spider Man was closer to classic comic Spider-Man than Tom Holland's is so I did my own research Um, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say what I found my answer to be because I don't want to start a flame war with anyone that might be listening to this that might be a fan of Spider-Man but just is a fan mostly of the Raimi trilogy and doesn't like to hear anyone bash it so anyway I'm going to keep my answer to myself because it may or may not be what you want to hear uh, I also have a bunch of Batman comics. I have the Long Halloween, Death in the Family, Dark Knight Returns, Year One. Um, I have some Flash comics, Flashpoint. I have uh, the Future Flash arc. Some of it, I think. I don't know how much. Um, I have the the first issue of Flash Rebirth. Um, what else do I have? Uh, I have uh, the first six issues of Nick Spencer's run on Amazing Spider-Man. I have Spider-Man Life Story, which I, I actually read through that. That was amazing. That's one of my favorite Spider-Man stories of all time. Um, I have The Killing Joke. I have Civil War. I've read through both of those. Both phenomenal stories. I have, I think, like the first half of the Superior Spider-Man arc. I still need to find out where I can get the other half. I'm still working on that. Um, it's a, another one of those like big compilation like, things. Um, and I also have Crisis on Infinite Earths, which I got the most recently, like two months ago. if if you can call that recent, but, um, I need to read through that, because I watched the CW crossover of Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that was amazing in and of itself, rest in peace, Oliver Queen, aka the Green Arrow, but anyway, seeing Brandon Routh come back as Superman, specifically in the Kingdom Come Superman outfit, I literally could not contain myself with how happy I was to see that, and Brandon Routh should continue to play Superman now that he's done with playing the Atom. They should give him his own series on, like, DC Universe or something. I don't know. They are doing a Superman and Lois series on the CW with uh, Tyler Hoechlin's Superman from the Supergirl show. So, at this point, anything's possible. Um But, yeah, that's... That's kind of where I... That's kind of just, like, where I am right now in terms of... What I'm doing with my with my life of the moment. Um... I need to watch, you know, I I just in general, I need to watch through some of the movies that I have. I have a lot of movies. No, actually, I've seen a, most of the movies that I have. But still, I, I should go back and like sit through them. Um, I did it. Was I? I forget if I was still recording when I watched Baby Driver. But if I'll be honest, I don't listen to these episodes back after I record them. So however they go out is how they go out. I don't know how episode 10 sounded uh, when it cut from part 1 of it to part 2 of it. So, that's just up to however it is. however it is. But anyway, I watched Baby Driver. Um, it was amazing. I loved it. Apparently, Edgar Wright's doing a sequel. Um, I don't know how he's going to be able to top... I don't think he's going to be able to top the first one. But, hey, if, if he can do it, then, you know... Can't wait to see what he does. But anyway, um, like, there's, like, there's just a lot of movies that I enjoy watching that I have, like, um, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Breakfast Club, A Clockwork Orange, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Outsiders, um, I, I kind of want to do a whole episode of the podcast dedicated to talking about... A Clockwork Orange. Because that... That... Ph- like... A Clockwork Orange is a whole phenomenon... In and of itself in my opinion. Like just... The whole... Like the book... And like the movie... And like the behind the scenes stories of like... Adapting it and like... The stuff about the ending for the book... And how it was changed in the US. And you know... Stuff like that. I just... I feel like that deserves a whole episode in and of itself to talk about. Or at least half of an episode, I don't know. I don't know if I could gather that much detail to talk about and, like, exposit over the course of about an hour. Um, I mean, I'm sure I could if I really tried hard enough. But, God, there's just, like, a lot of like, just looking at my shelf of books, comic books, and movies, and video games, there's just so much that I, it feels like such a, such a burden to have on my shoulders, to be like, oh, at some point, I'm gonna read through all that, I'm gonna read through all those, I'm gonna watch through all those, I'm gonna play through all those, it just, I know that, if the day ever comes where I have officially read through every book, read through every comic book, watched every movie, and played every video game, that is going to be, like, the biggest sigh of relief and biggest weight off my shoulders I ever have in my life. Because, like, the see, the thing is, I look at it now, and I know it's all just going to get bigger, so there's no point in me, like, trying right now to do that. So, for now, I'm just... I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna work it, work it out, do as much as I can for however long I can, and, uh, just, you know, keep it going. Um, last thing, real quick, I want to talk about, just kind of wrapping this up, is, uh, Jesus. I should mention, I'm wearing jeans right now, like, kind of skinny jeans, and I'm standing. I stand when I record all of these. I don't know if I've said that before, but, uh, I've never stood and recorded it while wearing jeans, so this is a new experience, and it kind of hurts stretching my legs. All right, so, real quick. Jesus. Um, regarding my music, because I know... I think the last time I talked about my music was episode ten. Um. So I so I wrote a new song called "Last Night I Had a Dream," which is my most personal song yet, for sure. More personal than "You're Leaving." Well, it's either more personal or it's like on par with it, because. It's about the same, it's like regarding the same subject, which I've talked about before when it comes to your leaving, so if you remember that, then you know kind of what last night I had a dream is about. But anyway, I think now, just because I I don't know how much longer I can sit on it until I write it, I think I'm finally ready to to write Who Cares. And finish, finally finish all of the songs that I have for my EP. So, and I, sometime soon, like really soon, I am getting a recording microphone. So I'll finally be able to start recording things and sending them to producers to get, you know, to get... Instrumentals produced, mix, mastering, all that stuff. And finally, finally put out music. Holy shit. (laughs) You guys do not understand how long I have been building up to this moment. For the past year and a half now. It's like, this has been like the most... This has been the one thing that no matter what has happened in my life, I've always been focused on. I've always, like, kept in my head as what I want to do, as it's it's always been my goal to release music. And just, I'm finally at the point where that, it actually, like, really, really, really looks like a possibility. So, listen. I can't I can't give a date. I can't because like I said, you're leaving is the first song I'm releasing. I can't say for sure when it's coming out. All I can say is that it's definitely not far off. I just have to make sure I can get everything in order. It's it's gonna go up on Spotify, it's gonna go up on Apple Music. I can promise you that. The best I can say when it comes to it being released is pos is like giving you giving everyone a ballpark. It's the most likely it is is by the end of summer it will be out. So by like mid September I know that that is such a such a wide time range but it's the best I can do without like like give like without like completely screwing myself over and like making me feel like I gave a broken promise. I'm not promising it'll be out by the end of summer. I'm just saying that's most likely when it'll be out. But I just I can't wait for everyone to, like, finally hear my music. I can't wait for everyone to finally hear, like, just the most artistic side of me that I have. Because I've been working, like, so hard to, like, just perfect everything about when it comes to getting ready to record and release music like I I told you guys about the fact that I, I tried my hand at just producing it on my own and that just didn't work out but when it comes to singing and when it comes to writing I have been working so hard to just make it as good as it can be and I know my voice isn't the best trust me I know I have 10 vocal tests in my voice memos of me singing, just kind of trying to see, it's just, for me, trying to get to a point where I know how I can sing, I know know my vocal pattern well enough that I can just start singing without, like, it really being a problem, or, like, it not sounding terrible, so, yeah, um, Anyway, again, I mean, this is, um, listen, this is not, this is literally the most excited I've ever, I've been in a long time, so I, as I keep doing these episodes and, like, through social media and stuff, I'm gonna try to keep everyone as updated as I can. I still have to find someone to do the art for when it comes to I still have to find someone to do the single art for your leaving. Because I did I I did like the art for who cares by myself because I just figured I wanted I wanted that to be personal. But I want I want the single art to be a bit more professional. I just need I just need to find someone who can do it and do it for kind of cheap. But I don't I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna pay them anyway. Cause I have no money. I'm broke. You know, everything that I've been able to do is be, you know, everything I've been able to buy or whatever is because of my grandparents. God bless them for, you know, buying, like getting stuff from me when I constantly nag them about wanting to get stuff. But <sighs> I'm gonna save the rest of this for next episode. I'm gonna. Save the rest of my talking for all this for next time. So, with that being said, let's wrap it up here. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's music by Zach. Shit, I almost just yanked my phone. Um, it's music by Zach. Um, my most recent post is the lyrics to Last Night I Had a Dream just because I wanted to share that kind of a more personal thing um to be honest i don't know if that's a song i'll ever release but hey if i do i do um if you want to follow me on twitter it's zach x the 1975 that's my at my handle whatever um and if you want to see me just learn what effects are and mess around with those on tiktok you can follow my tiktok at Music by Zach. Maybe one of these days I'll I'll put my Snapchat out there if anyone ever wants to sit through my stories and see just how much of an idiot I am. I almost said another word, but I didn't want to because I don't want to offend anyone. When it comes to being on here, I don't want to offend anyone. But in the real world and on my other podcast, the Fuck It podcast, I don't give a fuck. Speaking of that, real quick, Yes. New episode of the Fuck It Podcast will be here soon. I promise you that. But anyway, I'm going to go now. I'll see y'all. It's good to be back. I'll see y'all later. Peace.